Hello and welcome behind the marquee, uh, the podcast where we talk about everything that's going on at the Michigan and State Theater and in art house and independent cinema in general. My name is Nick Alderink and I am the programming and media coordinator for the Michigan and State Theater. And I am joined by two special guests. Please introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Hi, Nick. I'm Robert Yoon. I'm a visiting professor of journalism at U of M. And before that, I was a journalist for 17 years at CNN out of D.C. I am Zoe Clark, and I am a fangirl of Robert's (laughs) dream job that he's had for years and years, and I always want to pick his brain and always like being here with him. Uh, I run uh, the programming department. I'm called the program director at Michigan Radio. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to to, to talk to Robert then and and here on mic. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Uh, so we're going to be talking about an upcoming series at the State Theater. We're calling it Journalism on Screen. We're, pay- we're playing uh, three films, All the President's Men, Network, and His Girl Friday. So exciting. All, all depicting journalism on screen in different ways. First, I, I, I have just a general question for either or both of you. What's your relationship with, with seeing journalism on screen in general? Is it something that frustrates you? Uh, or do, 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 do you see it often as accurate? I'm really curious. Well, I, I go back and forth. I think there are a lot of great depictions of journalism on screen and then others that are, uh, I guess, less flattering, but yeah. maybe still accurate. Uh, there, are, there are things that I feel I can't really watch. Like, I never... <laughs> I never got through the first episode of uh, Newsroom. I was just going to say, did you watch Newsroom? No, I, okay. I, I started, but yeah. then, um, yeah, I, I just had to stop. I, I think I would I would drive myself crazy picking, picking <laughs> things apart and, and not be able to just kind of sit back and in, enjoy it. <laughs> so Robert knows my partner, who's also a journalist, Rick Pluta. And when we watched the Newsroom, he would yell at the screen. And I would say, you're right, honey. This documentary really is awful. And so, like, finally, after me doing that three or four times, I think he finally was like, okay, we can just watch it. Like, it's not a documentary. Right? Just like like I remember watching West Wing as a teenager and the West Wing generation and just thinking, like, oh, that's really how it must be. A lot, a lot of fast walking. A lot of walk and talk. Okay. A lot of hallway, ha- hallway steps. Yeah. No, I love watching journalism movies for both those reasons right i love um uh seeing what gets what is right and what we get wrong right i mean it's like any kind of movie i'm sure when there's movies about doctors or movies about lawyers i mean you key into the sexiest parts of the job right and so what i like to say about the newsroom even though we're talking about movies and not (laughs) you know small screen but like is basically they take these moments that are like once in a lifetime journalistic moments and then turn them into that. That's like every single day. Right. It'd be like if uh, in all the president's men, uh, not to give spoiler alert, but like, uh, you know, that if every single day you help to get a president to resign. Right. Right. Nixon resigns. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry. Skip Monday's film. <laughs> Uh, newsroom. That, that that was the Jeff Daniels show, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Written by oh, okay. Aaron Sorkin, also Aaron Sorkin. of West Wing yes. fame. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, ba- Michigan boy. A lot of boy. fast hallway walking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, uh, for me, all the president's men. <laughs> when I when I I saw the first I saw the movie for the first time in middle school and high mm-hmm. school, and that actually. I thought that for a long time that journalism was something I wanted to do because mm-hmm. of that movie. 
Uh, and then I ended up taking a journalism class uh, at, uh, at my first year of college. Not from Robert, though. Not from Robert. No, this is a, a small a small community college in Muskegon, Michigan. Okay. Uh, and my 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 dreams there were kind of uh, <laughs> not not uh, shattered, but it was Ouch. journalism definitely wasn't as sexy as as I as I uh, thought in my head that it was. Oh, okay. No, so you didn't have any. Uh, Late night garage encounters with <laughs> no. mysteriously lit men. No, <laughs> no, there was none of that. I was just I was told uh, often of all the different ways I could get sued. <laughs> um, That's any job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, w- what is your relationship with the three films that uh, we're showing specifically? Uh, did, did well, I guess yeah. Well, um. Deeply committed. Deeply committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah how, uh, how do how do you feel about them? Like how what's uh, what are your thoughts coming coming into this into these screenings? Well, I I grew up in the D.C. area, yeah. and m- I guess maybe because of that, or that that helped me um, really develop an interest in politics and and media stuff. Uh-huh. And so I I watched all the President's Men, I think in, in middle school or high school, and then. Um, it, it was it was I guess one of the first serious depictions uh, of of journalism that I saw, and then later at work, we at CNN we did a 30th anniversary special about uh, 30 years after the the break in. So this whole thing about Watergate, and so I was kind of deputized to be the uh, collect all the information. I had to read the book. For the first time, cover to cover. And oh, you I hadn't re- read the book had, before. Had not read the book. See, that's a lot of people don't know that it, it's actually a book, right? right? And they made the movie and the book. Um, I mean, it's like any book and film, right? That there's some differences there. I would highly recommend if you haven't read the book to also read the book. Yeah, and and the the book, uh, in in addition to being an interesting story about this investigation, yeah. it it's a great it's a great lesson in journalism also because you they include all the different. Uh, drafts of of stories, mm-hmm. or how, how they would how they would uh, start at a story, but then some information would change, or the editor would tell them they had to uh, lighten up, uh, ease back on something. Yeah. So you see these uh, micro changes of, of of how the reporting develops. So I, I thought that was a very interesting uh, uh, way to learn about journalism was through how through these seeing how these guys. Uh, uh, walk through the process themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's a couple movies like that, right? Not to get like all down a rabbit hole, but when I think of like Spotlight or mm-hmm. The Post, right? They, they're. I mean, that really feels the most real, obviously, because they are based on real stories. Right. But so much of it is, um, some of it is the tedium of trying to put stories together, right? That when you watch films about um, Watergate or about the the horrific um, Catholic Church scandals, um, you know, it all happens very quickly. And usually there's a montage of the film that's 45 (laughs) seconds that's the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) So as journalists, that's the part where you're like, you know, no, this is like two and a half years of their life. And it's, you know, usually it's like, in the movies, it happens in one phone call or one, you know, manila envelope, and, and rarely does it happen just like that. I mean, there were numerous uh, underground garage uh, meetings, <laughs> you know, not just one. And it was over right. years that uh, Mark Felt and um, Woodward would meet instead of, you know, this sort of condensed timeline that it feels like when you're watching. Right. Yeah. And, th- and th- there were a lot of, obviously, uh, really interesting events that w- would, would occur in, the, in, in, in their story. But a lot of a lot of the action is basically watching Robert Redford sitting at his desk 
making phone calls, you know, <laughs> yeah. which normally isn't a formula for compelling movie making. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was it was interesting, but it was also very accurate of, of how yeah. a lot of uh, a, a lot of journalism is is done just through uh, a lot of grunt work. There's there's another scene where uh, uh, Woodward and Bernstein at the Library of Congress going through. I remember the camera pulls up yes. and then the pick him and you see how big it is. Right. Oh, it's so good. And again, not not glamorous. No. You know, going through um, little pieces of paper, but you know, it 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 shows a lot of those kinds of details that I think uh, uh, other other depictions of journalism kind of tend to focus on the pizzazz. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah, the, the uh, I I don't I'm I'm trying not to. It's. Uh, with the series in mind, I programmed it with the idea that, um, you know, we're about to enter a very long year that's going to include what are you talking about? What's going on? <laughs> a, a long election cycle. And w- without without making the series about politics, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to just talk about with the news is just going to be bombarding us heavily for the next year or so. And I just wanted to take a step back and look at journalism as something that affects our culture and our daily life how how have you seen in in your years um working within journalism how have you seen it change i guess in in the time that you've worked or the how how have you seen it change in the way it affects our our daily life for me uh it's got to be the internet and social media i mean that just it it sounds like such like a when I was young, but no, I mean, when I started and I've only been in journalism for 13 years, but when I started 13 years ago, there was not Twitter. Um, I mean, Facebook was like a small thing, uh, but I would spend like a day like trying to find someone. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, remember that, like trying to find someone and and (laughs) using like different directories. And like I would go to a counter where we had um, the the white pages. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting what that's called. A phone book, book. (laughs) Um, like book, like 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 shelves and shelves of like phone books. And you would call and they'd be like, they don't live here anymore. Okay, do you know where they were? I mean, the amount of time spent finding someone. And now you have this little. Yeah. And a couple of seconds later, you have everything and you know what they look like and you know their LinkedIn and you know um, where they're currently working and the former this and that. And so the brevity at which uh, you can find people, which talking to people as you were talking about, you know, finding sources and, and making those cold calls, banging the phone, as folks at the BBC say, um, <laughs> that that brevity uh, is just sort of mind blowing. Um, and, and what you can find out about people before you even talk to them, too, mm-hmm. which is just kind of a, a mind screw <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny to think about how the how the events of the movie would be different if they could just google oh uh, my go- god google names or yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think that um i think and then just um uh and this is a total rabbit hole so we don't have to spend too much time but just journalists and their relationship with social media is something that i have to spend a lot of time thinking about right that Mm -hmm. I have a huge um, group of folks uh, that work at Michigan Radio and there is a balance about um, opinion journalism today Mm -hmm. right and and what is the role of reporters and journalists and editors and when do you make a decision I mean something as as um, 
recent as, you know, there was a lot of talk for NPR about whether to call the president's remarks racist um, mm-hmm. when he was talking about um, some congresswomen. Are they racist remarks? Is he racist? And, and just so much about um, the language we use today mm-hmm. and the relationship that journalists have when we make those decisions to, to use language or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of news organizations, you know, not just broadcast, but print, just all, all the different outlets there are, uh, actually, a, a lot of them tend to encourage uh, their reporters or their, their journalists to be be their own brands mm-hmm. or develop kind of personalities, mm-hmm. which is something that you didn't really see in, in, in the days of uh, All the President's Men, where they, they may have been personalities. Carl Bernstein, mm-hmm. as portrayed mm-hmm. by Dustin Hoffman, was mm-hmm. definitely a big personality, mm-hmm. but you didn't necessarily see that in the in the reporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but that's something where, um, you know, you, you could you could watch a broadcast on on, on cable news, and you you've got the anchor, uh, you know, talking about the day's events, but also inserting their 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 yeah. hot takes yeah. on on <laughs> on the events as well. Uh, so I, I I think that's something that. Um, If you were to uh, freeze a lot of the reporters from back in the day and then uh, um, defrost them mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. Uh, it would probably surprise them. You know, at, when CNN was first starting in the 80s, th- their unofficial slogan was, the news is the star. That oh. uh, what was important was, you know, the, the, s- content, the story the and story. the content yeah. and that the people actually delivering them were um, not Kids were not the story. Yeah. But then, um, and not, and I'm, I'm not just CNN, but uh, for I think for national broadcast um, journalism overall, mm-hmm. uh, it's really kind of shifted from that idea where uh, the the person uh, conveying the information is is a huge part of of, of the message mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. these days. Yeah, I found as you were saying, there's so many different outlets today. It's just. It's almost exhausting. It's so exhausting just trying to take it all in, attempting to try to understand and take everything all in. I mean, I've, I've gotten to a point where I, I was I was there about a year ago. I was waking up and I was watching the news uh, every morning, just trying to gather all my uh, gather all the information and probably listening to my podcast on the way to the on the way to work and listening to NPR. And by the time I get to work. I'm just exhausted and I'm tired and sometimes I'm frustrated and I'm confused. And you just <laughs> turn around and go home. <laughs> News fatigue. I think the other problem too, and I'm going to throw CNN under the bus a little bit, <laughs> but is when everything is breaking news. Yeah. Nothing is breaking news. And so I am a total, um, uh, well, Michigan radio is always on, but I'm not going to lie. I am a total <laughs> fangirl of CNN, as, as Rob knows very well. And basically, you know, the Sunday morning news shows are my church. Um, but, you know, over the past decade, everything is breaking news. Yeah. And so I think it's really hard for news consumers mm-hmm. to then know, wait, is this an important thing or not? Because when... Everyone is trying to gain eyeballs and eardrums um, with, uh, you know, clickbait. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard then when something really is real and important to go, okay, but this time, you guys, this time we're not crying wolf. Like, yeah. this is something you need to pay attention to. <laughs> and I don't know how many more, like, red alert, breaking news, news sirens, you know, can go off now to really tell someone when something is important. And I think in the end, you get worried about a dulling effect. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you differentiate when something really does matter? Mm-hmm. Right. That that is something that I've heard a, a lot of over the years, and mm-hmm. it has been a discussion, uh, I think, within 
within newsrooms about how to about not overusing um, or or overhyping um, something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I still see it a lot, and I still hear that that uh, criticism quite a bit. Mm-hmm. That uh, by by using it too much, you kind of you uh, cheapen the, mm-hmm. the the meaning of what breaking news actually yeah. is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be some nights that you don't have the best dinner in the world. That doesn't mean, you, you know, that you didn't enjoy your dinner. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like that's how I think about it. Like, if you have the best dinner every single night of your life, what do you have to look forward to? I feel that way with news. If every day is jam-packed and is breaking news, it's like, well, wait, when when are the big news stories? Tonight, you know? Tonight. pot roast. Pot roast. <laughs> pot roast, pot roast. <laughs> So l- looking at the three films that we're showing, uh, I, I mean, I, I have in my head um, what were kind of the, the points that to, to make, like All the President's Men is what you talked about, um, the impact of journalism on politics and what role do, journal- do journalists mm-hmm. have. Network, it's about this sensationalism of journalism. Mm-hmm. And then His Girl Friday, kind of the wild card in this pick. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, to me, it's about journalism ethics. And it's really is it was one of the films that created the state, like, created like the caricature of the journalist. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's accurate? Like, what, what, what are the main points that you would uh, that you would uh, make about each of these films? What, what, what are the takeaways? Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, I think uh, as we were saying with all the president's men, um, it, it shows you a lot of the um, um, more more mundane sides of of putting a story together mm-hmm. and uh, also in terms of the political backdrop that you're talking about it's it it's hard not to let your mind you know wander to present day events when mm-hmm. when, when you're um, when you're watching it mm-hmm. and I, I think if you ask uh, a lot of people about the um, not just the news environment but the political environment in general these days I, I think a lot of people's reaction is, oh, it's never been worse. You yeah. know, this, this is the worst it's ever been. Yeah. And uh, it's, the country's very divided and all that, or, or the, the, the language being uh, used to describe um, the, the news media or um, the disregard of uh, for the First Amendment or mm-hmm. things like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's never been worse. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and all the president's men, uh, they have archival footage of uh, like Spiro Agnew and, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the press secretary at the time using really um, language that would be would sound very familiar today. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think a lot of these sentiments have always been there. You know, to, to some extent, um, uh, power has always bristled against the work of journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that uh, it, it, there are these ebbs and flows where you don't, um, it, it's not, it's not, uh, front and center all, all the time. Uh, there's some data I want to go back before uh, Monday night, uh, before we watch All the President's Men um, that I was doing last year around this time for for something else that said the last time that like journalism, when you do, you know, polling about journalists and, and trustworthiness and, and the value that you find in journalists, like the last time it was this low was uh, in the very, very early 1970s. And, um, and then after Watergate, it was the highest it's been since. And it was like, you know, down from like 11% before Watergate about trust and accountability from journalists. And then after Watergate, it was like, you know, 76 or 86 or something. Again, I want to look at the numbers. And as a journalist, I hate just throwing data points out, but I think I'm, <laughs> I'm making sure the point. Right. Yeah, sure, something like that. Uh, but like that, how quickly um, that can change after an event like that. And and I think you're absolutely right when you, when you look at the environment in which we find ourselves. You know, what does the next few years, no matter what happens, look like for um, the trust 
trust and accountability that people have uh, for journalists and journalism and the yeah. idea that there's still, you know, fact-based news out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when, I, when I see polls like that, it's usually um, journalists. Us, I, I, I think the, uh, the comparable profession of uh, a level of respect mm-hmm. is like used car salesman. It's, u- it's like used <laughs> cars. Although Congress every yeah. now and then gets like – well, Congress gets like negative. They're like, you know, negative digits. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think all the president's men definitely um, – I will actually admit I haven't seen network in a really mm-hmm. long time, and I am debating – so, Robert, help me out to decide or not whether to watch it once before we watch it all together in three weeks now, is it yeah. going to be? Yeah, November 18th. Like, part of me is kind of like maybe I should just wait and, and watch it in the theater with everyone because there's just, probably going to be some first-timers there yeah, who've seen right, it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Or should I go back and watch? Well, I, I haven't seen it in a while either. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's another movie that I also saw when I was in middle school yeah. or, or high yeah. school yeah. and um, it, and kind of – then after I saw it, I just like read everything I yeah. could about it, and but yeah. I, I haven't seen it lately, okay. so I'll do whatever you do. Okay, okay, we'll make a plan. <laughs> okay. All the presidents men, I I watch like on a yearly basis. Uh-huh. It's so dorky, but so that that one I feel, and then all the, uh, his girl Friday I saw maybe a, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, and that for me actually has a lot less to do. I know from you know I think what you were talking about earlier is this idea about like kind of portraying you know journalists. I actually um, and maybe it's because I'm a woman, maybe it's because I am a woman who is a boss of many male journalists. But mm-hmm. for me, it's much more about the um, dynamics of gender yeah. in the film, right? <clears throat> I mean, his girl Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? Um, and and uh, uh, so that to me is something that I've always been much more keyed in on. I think in in that film. Well, you know, I, I, over the years, I've I've heard. Um, a, a, a lot of prominent um, female journalists uh, talk yeah. about uh, his girl Friday, yeah. specifically the Rosalind Russell character, oh, yeah. That's um, as being a you know an on on screen an early on screen inspiration. Oh, I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. female journalists I know who you know see that character right as you know that and a, along with the fact that she's got great clothes. So it goes back to the <laughs> you know woman being able to do everything backwards and in heels. Um, uh, uh, but I think that's exactly it, and and, and uh, the dynamics in in that relationship. And and network, um, I, I think when it when it was was first out, um, you know, it got good reviews and all that. But people people part part of what made it so interesting or that people uh, liked about it was just how absurd it was. Yeah. yeah, like the level of sensationalism, or it's like, oh, but this is so funny because this could never happen. <laughs> right. But right. Yeah. But I, and now um, I think that um, uh, in 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 modern with with so many different. Uh, uh, voices out there and different platforms and ways to get that people have to get information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the news industry across the board, you know, regardless of format, uh, is, is struggling to uh, figure out how to actually uh, uh, hang on, hang on to their uh, supporters and, and reach reach out to to new ones. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I often hear comments about like, oh, this is uh, you know, n- network has come true. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. the soothsayer. Yeah. yeah. As far as should you watch it before the screening, I'm kind of leaning in the camp that you shouldn't watch it again okay. before because I think uh, I mean it's been it's been some time for me maybe three or four years since I saw mm-hmm. the last saw the film but as you said it's so wild and at the time it was so absurd okay. and then watching it today you're shocked at how how well it holds up and it, it's I think just 
coming uh speaking with you after experiencing just the the complete satire and having these weird fresh thoughts in your head i'm, I'm excited to, to hear those thoughts oh okay <laughs> then, then that's easy i'm, I'm ch- checking off my homework i'm not gonna watch the film beforehand then fair enough we'll go you know one that i've watched over and over and over again one from a few years ago um mm-hmm. and i've seen a few times and then network that's probably been i mean it's probably been 10 or 15 years since i've seen it because i was in high school so yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to to have you have you both for these screenings, and I think our audience is really going to appreciate it as well. Um, so, do you have any final thoughts before we start wrapping this up? Uh, I, I'm a, we usually end it with our movie magic moments, but I don't want to cut you off. If you have anything more to say, well, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you for mm-hmm. for having us. I think mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great idea to uh, talk about journalism. Uh, but also see, uh, you know, have have fun doing it, and 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 see uh, these different interpretations of of how how it's done. It's sort of like watching um, old movies about this is what life is going to be like in the future, <laughs> like like Blade Runner or whatever, and then you kind of see what matches up with reality or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think recently, in particular, so I work in public radio, obviously, and it's public radio, right? Like we're all about the idea of like. That, that our community, A, just like supports what we do, but B, should be able to be kind of an integral part. And so um, now more than ever, I think it's really important for folks to just like meet journalists on the ground mm-hmm. um, because you meet doctors and you meet lawyers and you meet teachers. Um, I think journalists sometimes have this like otherworldly profession. So it's very easy to make assumptions about how we do what we do and choose the stories that we do and what we must think or act like. And so I'm all about like meet a journalist for a day. Like I'm all like come to our newsroom, see how stories happen, see how we decide to cover things, because I think there's this sort of like um, mystery surrounding journalism um, that shouldn't be. And and so I'm excited about hearing folks questions and things mm. like that and, and watching a film and saying, yeah, this is how it works or here's how it doesn't. Mm, um, right. And, and making uh, the idea of journalism and storytelling and fact-checking less mysterious. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, so before, as I said, before we wrap uh, this up, we always end with what we call our mov- movie magic moments of the week. And this is the time of the podcast where we can talk about something we've seen recently, as we say, reminded us why we love movies <laughs> And or television. So I'm um, just uh, I'll, I'll I'll give mine first. I've recently recently saw the Lighthouse. At, at play, that's now playing at the Michigan. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real big fan of the director Robert oh Eggers. Oh my god! I watched the and... trailer and I like needed a drink halfway through the trailer. <laughs> it is strange. It is odd. Uh, it is, uh, it's dark, it's spooky, and that's all the reasons why I loved it. <laughs> and uh, it, it's sometimes hard to understand what Willem Dafoe is saying. Uh, half half the time he speaks with like an old-timey kind of pirate accent. And Robert... Well, that's, okay, that's enough to go with Never mind. And Robert Pattinson is kind of doing like a Kennedy impression. It's so very strange. Uh, but it's this movie where you kind of have a feeling where it's going to end uh, just based on what uh, based on precedent, I guess, and what you see in film. But it, I was on the edge of my seat. And laughing the entire time. All are together. you meant to be laughing? Yeah, sometimes you are. I okay, mean, like, okay. W- 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 Willem Dafoe. There's a there's a a lot of fart humor in the film as well. Classy, <laughs> classy. Yeah, like, like Chaucer. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the way these two characters speak to each other, sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're enemies. Uh, it's it's brilliant and it's so fun to watch. Uh, that that's mine. The, come see the lighthouse. You know, uh, I I I want to see. I plan to see the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I don't know much about it except I, I saw the trailer. Yeah. And based on the trailer, it kind of reminded me of uh, like an old um, uh, Looney Tunes cartoon where like the two <laughs> characters are stuck in like a desert island yeah. or a rowboat or something, yeah. and they have no food. And then over time, they're all disheveled. And like one <laughs> one guy looks at the other and then just sees like a giant hot dog. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Or starts talking to a volleyball. <laughs> Wilson. I feel like I'm going to keep talking you out of this movie, Zoe. But yeah, the, I'm like the, you guys are doing a great <laughs> job here to get me to to go see it. The, the it is so it's also kind of such a miserable movie to watch. <laughs> I'm I mean, sold. It's, it's it's filmed in this really it's the 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 frame is a box. It's almost like a one to one aspect ratio, and then it, it's black and white. So it just and looks like you're watching Instagram yeah. for now and a half. <laughs> yeah. I think we do that already all day long. It's, it, it, it's, it's bleak. Uh, Willem Dafoe is farting the entire time. It's gross. Water is pouring from the ceiling because of the rain. You're watching these characters go through such misery. Uh, but as I said, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, you're not going to see another film like this for a long time. Just classic entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> What about yourselves? What is something you've seen recently? Either of you can go. Uh, okay, so this is super embarrassing, uh, but because it's just the three of us talking, it's a safe space. right? Safe space. You um, can tell us. So you know how we were emailing over the past few weeks about yeah. the films of, about this series, and so it got me thinking a lot about journalism movies and some of my favorites um, that you know that we can go on another time. But it turned out that I realized. Um, that I, even as a journalist, have never seen one of the most, I think most people would say, influential, important movies, let alone uh, movies with some you know relationship to journalism, and that is Citizen Kane. Oh, so yeah. So two Fridays ago or three Fridays ago, uh, my partner Rick and I uh, watched Citizen Kane, and I watched it for the first for the first time, um, and I feel so much better about life knowing now after so many years and decades when people say Rosebud, and I never <laughs> knew where that came from. And I'm watching Citizen Kane, and they're like, Rosebud, and I'm like, I feel like I finally understand the world a little bit better. I think there was also a period of my life where I thought like Red Rum and Rosebud were from the uh, same right. movie, and like, so uh, yeah, so I would just, um, my guess is Citizen Kane is one of those movies that people like kind of assume that they have seen because it's Citizen Kane, right? Yeah. Like the great American novels that we're all sure we've read. And then you're like, but wait, did I really or do I really know what it's about? So um, it was interesting. Um, I can see why that film created um, the 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 fervor that it did at the time yeah. it came out and how many filmmakers uh, saw that film and, and decided to, or, you know, want to be filmmakers saw that film and then went in and, and made great things. Um, and, uh, and, and also just looking at present day journalists and owners of journalists and being kind of these titans of, of journalism and owning media, whether it be broadcast or print, um, ha also had some real interesting dynamics to, to present day. So that was a fun one. And I would I would endorse anyone going back and watching it or <laughs> seeing it for the first time, like, embarrassingly enough, myself. <laughs> Did you walk into that with any sort of because uh, that's widely regarded as like this is the best film of all time? Did you, did you walk in it into it with any like kind of that intimidation? I don't 
if it was intimidation, but kind of like, show me what you got. Yeah, okay. You know, like, oh, yeah? Because oh, I'm a journalist, right? So when, so when you hear best of something, you know, like, I'm anal- like, I want facts. I want analytics. Like, if that's what you're telling me, like, you better, it better, you know, yeah. where's the data? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know, you know, if it was intimidation or more just like, okay, let's like roll up your <laughs> sleeves, make some popcorn, let's do this. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Robert. Well, I, I've always loved Night of the Living Dead, the, the mm. original Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead. Uh, and I had the opportunity at the State Theater uh, to uh, watch it on the big screen, which I'd never done before, which was mm-hmm. a great experience. And uh, I didn't think about it at the time, but uh, there's also um, journalism depicted in the movie because there's a TV in the farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see some of the new- news yeah. clips. And yeah. uh, it, it's kind of that... Uh, 1960s black and white style yeah. of, of uh, news broadcast and and I love just how much the uh, the people playing the the uh, reporters in the movie just completely committed <laughs> committed to their roles and we, we have reports that these ghouls are eating the flesh of the living uh, so yeah that's a, a great um, depiction of journalism and I, I really liked it seeing on the big screen but um, I'll, I'll I'm gonna refer to a I'm, that was my way of sneaking in two movies yeah. love it uh, <laughs> but um, I saw the farewell also at the state theater oh yeah and I think it, it had its initial run and I missed it but then mm-hmm. it, it came back for a few days so I, I I went to go see it and the whole thing like I think 80 percent of the movie is in Chinese yeah and um, on on the version that I watched um, there were no subtitles uh, I mean, there were there were subtitles for when they spoke in English. Right. There were Chinese Got subtitles, okay. and then the rest of it was, um, you know, in in Chinese with no subtitles. Mm-hmm. So I was watching it, and I thought, wow, this is a really interesting choice by the filmmakers to you know market and play this movie yeah. in the U.S. and have eighty percent of it be in a foreign language yeah. without subtitles. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's it, that's interesting. It's a, it's a bold move. <laughs> and then um, at the end, I was thinking, okay, so I guess I guess this was about the universality of family. And I was thinking of like all these, like all these applying yeah. all these themes. Yeah. And I I, I love the movie. I, you know, I I, I love the movie. I only you know, there's there was enough English in it to kind of keep me going just mm-hmm. like a k-pop mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. yeah there's just they plan a little just enough, just enough english <laughs> to keep you interested and the, but the rest of it um you know even though you don't understand you totally get what's going on so i, I was thinking oh, okay I, I see why they did that mm-hmm. okay I, I support that choice mm-hmm. and then uh, later i found out that the distributor just sent the wrong copy i was film. waiting for it that you were going to say it ended up being like a, a thematic version mistake that they got that's <laughs> yeah. absolutely correct yeah <laughs> So now I want to awesome. I I do want to go back and uh, experience it the way it was meant to be experienced. <laughs> That's funny. But I I, lo- I I was thinking, man, I'm deep. I'm so deep watching this movie. I under I understand Got what it. they're doing on a whole meta level. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's funny that yeah we we played that version for three or four days, and it wasn't until about the second or third day that it was even brought up to us that we were playing the wrong version. <laughs> so was, so uh, everyone else yeah. thought the same I, thing, I, Robert. Like. The the thought never occurred to me to go out and <laughs> tell someone, mistake. is this supposed to be, <laughs> this supposed to be subtitles? Did you ask I'm, for your money back? 
No, and it, I, 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 I just never, should, it never. Can you get a free actually, ticket yeah, for yeah, one, you guys? Can you get a free ticket for one? <laughs> now, yeah, now that I know, I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure that you see you, you see the right film okay. this time. <laughs> they, uh, also, the uh, yeah. journalism movies, uh, just so everyone knows, will also all only be in Chinese, dubbed, dubbed, dubbed in Chinese with yeah. no subtitles. Yeah, we'll and do our best though to yeah. interpret in in the original dance, Chinese interpretive dance after <laughs> you and I. All. Yeah, as as it was meant to be as seen. As all the president's men was. thank you so much for being here this is a really fun conversation uh thank you to everyone uh who's listening uh we're gonna be back in your feed in another week um zoe robert thank you so much for giving us your time thank you uh the this podcast is going to drop on monday so i'm going to say come see all the president's men tonight uh, and at, at 7.30, we're going to have a lot of fun. This conversation will continue. Uh, for those listening, send us an email, uh, btmpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Michigan Theater and State Theater A2, on also Instagram and Twitter. As well, send us your comments, send us your questions, send us your movie magic moments, anything that you would like to say to us. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us behind the marquee.